This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. And this is one of the new DJs for KEXP's Street Sounds. So yeah, I wasn't vitamin D yet. Uh, the homie Inye was like, man, your beat sounds uh, like sunny. Like it's almost fruity, but it's sunny. And somehow the name vitamin D comes up. And I'm like, hey, bro. I kind of like that more, <laughs> more than my real name, Loki. I think we might run with that. I always thought it was such a poetic name, too, because if you live in Seattle, you don't get enough vitamin D. You don't. So I, I want to be something you need around here, you know? <laughs> exactly. Wintertime is the therapy season. They say the overcast depresses and stunts grow, but they make rain clouds. My nigga, that's blunt smoke. Derek Vitamin D Brown is a bona fide Seattle legend, an MC, DJ, producer, and engineer whose work has helped define the aesthetics and sensibilities of this city's hip-hop music for over two decades. He comes from a lineage of music, bridging Seattle's funk and soul era via the work of his father, guitarist Herman Brown. To the beginnings of Seattle rap, via his late cousin Edward Wells Jr., a.k.a. Sugar Bear of Emerald Street Boys. My own first time listening to rap music from the city, it was Vida's group, the Ghetto Children, which consisted of himself and Bill Ryder, a.k.a. B-Self, that stood out to me instantly. I mean, we were trying to push the envelope for sure, so and we definitely weren't trying to sound like the next man, so. You stand accused of being whack in the first degree. Premeditating slang turns for your hardcore soliloquies. We don't appeal to me, but you become indoctrinated when they hear claims of felonies that you perpetrated. The Ghetto Children's sound and Vitamin D's production aesthetic nailed the Seattle sound. Jazzy, maybe a little melancholy, suffused with the kind of warmth one feels being indoors, looking out the window as it rains. With the help of Seattle scene fixture Mike Clark, the duo eventually got a demo deal with DGC, who flew them out to LA to record a demo. The only catch? They'd have to use outside producers, namely the Dust Brothers, producers of the Beastie Boys' Paul's Boutique and Beck's Odelay. They recorded demos, and Vitamin reports learning a lot watching the Dust Brothers work. But at the end of the day, me and Bill just couldn't, we couldn't subscribe to other people producing us. Like, that just didn't make sense to us, you know? Being molded into the next far side was not what Vitamin and B-Self were looking to do. But at this point, man, we're, we were trying to shape a Seattle sound, you know? That's just what we was on. So the Ghetto Children came home and used the money from that demo deal to buy professional gear. Vitamin turned his mom's basement into what would become the most storied studio in Seattle hip-hop history, the pharmacy. Bill says something alive at Live with Vitamin D at the pharmacy. Everybody's like, ha-ha, laughing at us. And once again, it was like, yo, that pharmacy thing, that kind of sounds right, bro. Together with groups like Sensimila and Narcotic, Ghetto Children would form the Tribal Productions crew. Vita and B-Self honed their skills as performers at venues around the way, eventually starting to infiltrate the crowds downtown, 
when Seattle's pioneering black rock group Image had them open shows for them. But they was rocking downtown venues at that point. And remember, rap wasn't downtown. So those brothers was gracious enough to let us open up for a lot. Like our first, I want to say rock candy gig, our first uh, rebar gig, all that stuff was uh, opening up for Image. Those guys played a critical role in us tightening up our game back then too. And showing us that you can build your own crowd and it be diverse. So that also expanded what we thought we can do musically too. Vitamin comes from an era of Seattle that'd probably be unrecognizable to a lot of the people now living in the same area he grew up in. Yeah, so I remember walking through the, that journey from my house to my mom's house back then was dumb dangerous on foot. Like Every five blocks, the gang changes. You know what I mean? I would say about five, six blocks, it's a whole different gang. So now you had um red, and now you done crossed over this street, and now it ain't cool no more. You know, so... I've seen it all, man. I love early Seattle, man. It was dangerous, but I don't know. It's what made me, so I -hmm. love it. Where did you grow up in Seattle? Central District, Valley. Whereabouts? Martin Luther King and Olive. Still here to this day. Um, I'm across the street from where I grew up. Oh, that's filthy. Yeah, my mom's still there, you know, chilling out. She comes over and makes me do chores every once in a while still, like like it's <laughs> <laughs> like it's eighty-eight. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. It's gotta feel good to still be at home, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna see how long it lasts with all these property taxes sure. and all this crazy stuff they're doing with gentrification. For sure. You talked, you had a really apt song on one of your records about the city changing. My home don't feel like home. People looking at me like I don't belong. Outsiders coming in, my help we grown. Condos stand tall. The Central District is just one of the most gentrified, rapidly gentrified areas, I think, in the country. I've seen Seattle win, I've seen Seattle change. You ain't a millionaire, a house is out of range. Used to cruise 23rd, now my router's tainted. A whole lot of traffic, a whole lot of rain. I've seen Seattle win, I've seen Seattle lose. Indifference to the little guy became the attitude. The Seattle chill became the Seattle flu. That Paul Allen dude, he tried to make Seattle cool. I hit Rainier, didn't recognize the avenue. Dudes rocking Birkenstocks, walking Labrador. I always find myself asking, what's Seattle doing? The Hawks let Sherm go. Seattle's through. Throw a pick at the goal, that's a Seattle move. Sherm's face captured the whole Seattle move. At the expense of the hood, that's how Seattle grew. It ain't been right since the Sonics had to move. For real. My home don't feel like home. I just want a place I can call my own. But no matter how the city changes, Vitamin's been synonymous with it and the ethic that hip-hop culture originated from. A lot of the hood messaging and stuff, I just 100% identify it, one, because that's where I came from, and two, that struggle, there's been some great things that have come out of that struggle, and you can't negate them. There wouldn't be Jay-Z and Rock Nation and all that stuff without that struggle, so, you know, there's positives and negatives to it. I'm in the middle of it, and I can do the best I can within it, right? Just like all, just that's just a human struggle that translates across the board with the human experience. Mind you, 
Vitamins quite grown and not down with all a hip hop subject matter these days. Some of that stuff is immature, especially the glorification of drug use right now. I don't understand it. And, you know, I've lost one to that, lost, lost a son to that. So that's a sensitive thing for me. As opposed to our era where it was like, leave the crack alone. That was, that was our songs. Like, don't get on the drugs. We don't do the drugs. Cocaine is back again. Guess it's the 70s. Central to Vitamin's work in the pharmacy is the mentorship he provides to up-and-coming or even first-time recording artists trying to find their sound. I'm definitely still in the trenches with these youngsters. I still got clients that can't drink. And I'm in the trenches with these guys, like cre- helping them create their sound, you know? Everybody ain't cut out for it, but I love it, actually. Like, it's a trip. It is strenuous, though, like being being in the studio with a guy that's finding the sound, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a beginner. But you know what the crazy thing about it all and why I can continue to thrive in this environment is I still learn something from that guy. If you look at it the right way, you'll never stop learning in this thing. So for me to be able to come full circle and continue learning, but be able to provide insight and teach at the same time. I mean, what more can you ask for, Larry? You know, that's right. <laughs> like That's right. Like this, that's perfection. And thanks to KEXP, I get a wider platform to do such. And now KEXP is blessed to have Vitamin D joining our on-air staff as the host of Street Sounds. He's been listening to Seattle rap radio since the days of pioneers like Shockmaster Glenn Boyd and Nasty Ness. First of all, let me pretense it with this. I've been rocking with KEXP since it was KCMU. And Glenn Boyd was on there with Shock Frequency. So Shockmaster. Shockmaster yeah. Glenn Boyd. So let's go ahead and pay homage to the original, you feel me? Him and Nasty Ness, we can't Mm -hmm. overstate the importance of these two individuals. Vitamin's history and knowledge of history is a huge part of who he is, obviously, and as such is a huge part of what has made so much Seattle hip hop. But it's his perspective and spirit that make him the OG that he is to so many. He's a music creator, a self-described music nerd and student of the game. He's a teacher mentoring the next generation of hip-hop creators. He sees hip-hop as a continuum that continues to grow, but whose roots remain. It's that perspective he brings to KEXP's airwaves. One of my goals for Street Sounds, and I need people to understand that this is all still the same wavelength, even though it's expanded and it has many tentacles, but at the core, it's still the same thing. So let's honor that core find the common ground and the tentacles and have everybody understand, like, this is still one thing. It's still a movement. It's still a movement to be cherished and loved, you know? Like, and let's open ourselves up to all of it, man. That was Vitamin D. You can catch him DJing Street Sounds every other Friday night from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. 90.3 in Seattle and online at kxp.org. Here's his track, Who's Listening? Listen up, listen up, listen up. Many notepads, if I so do with big mechanicals and ballpoints. Trying to reach fellas and chicks at all points. In between the lines of why I rule, I rule. My domain expands with every period and comma. Not down
know the Rivana, but lavish is my castle. A true school graduate, where most away to turn their tassel. I'm somewhat like Tabasco, and a quiet taste that Negroes love. Vast is my vocab, though, so many heads have I lassoed. Sometimes I think too fast, though, leaving minds bewildered. Word playing phrases may get lost by drums and filters. Confusing underclassmen, the sophomore and freshmen, most of which are boozy. They find my raps confusing, but I approach this loosely. Never uptight about how I write or who am I amusing or informing. At three in the morning, samples are arranged and truncated. My raps are weighted by the program. Raps be cutting on swole like coated. Carefully prepared for ingestion by my subjects. No other MCs lust them. I force them to go through customs. They complain, but it's futile. Many quests but futile to passive innovations. I'm one of those who do this. No brackets or parameters can hold my grammar cuz. It develops faster than Polaroid film. I try to reach the world, but since my name ain't all sim, I simply tell you stories to bring you up some stories. Above your IQs, I hope that this ain't by you's. Through deserts and by you's, my style stays self. Through deserts and by you's, my style stays self. Uh, I got the combination. You ain't That was Sound and Vision. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you have the means, please consider giving a one-time $20 donation to support this podcast at kxp.org backslash sound. Thanks for listening.